All right, welcome to, uh, welcome back, first of all. And let's begin the Hutchinson Report podcast, Take of the Week, where we do kind of a news and review of uh, what I think are some of the major, major issues of the day, topics of the day that's generated a lot of buzz, really got the tongues wagging. Well, now you got my tongue wagging. Trump refuses to unveil a portrait of Barack Obama. Let me repeat that again. Trump refuses at the White House. That's been traditional. Former presidents, they have their oil portraits in a wing at the White House. Trump said, no, I don't want this guy here. That's right. No, it's not fake news. This is real news, Trump. I don't want Obama anything to do with him gracing or in his, his view, disgracing the White House. A portrait. Some will say, can you get any pettier than that? Can you get any more picayune than that? You like that term? Mm. Can you get any more juvenile delinquent huh? than that? Can you do I that? I think it's a nasty question. Here's a president. That's right. You heard me. Here's a president that has done everything he has set out to do with Obama, namely roll back everything. All of his executive orders on business, on the environment, on criminal justice, get rid of them because if it had the imprint of Obama on it, we don't want to get it out of here. We are going to, we are bound, we him, we are bound to determine to wipe off the face of the planet anything that has to do with Barack Obama. It's like he didn't exist. It's like he's a man from Mars. He never even set foot on planet Earth. Well, if Trump has his way, it may be. But I got to tell you something. When we look at what happens in the universe, you know the old thing, what goes around comes around. One day, and may that day come sooner than later, Donald Trump will be an ex-president too. If you see where I'm going with this, mm-hmm. someone will un- want to unveil his oil portrait at the White House. It will be very interesting to see where that goes. Picasso, look out. Cezanne, look out. Arbery. Ahmad Arbery, yet another video has surfaced of, by the way, in case you didn't know, Ahmad Arbery gunned down by two ex-cops, probably Klan guys, who knows, down in Georgia. And, of course, um, that touched off a national furor, again, about the young African-Americans being gunned down by police officers, unarmed, of course, as always. All right. Well, the backstory of that is the two guys so far, they were arrested. They're being held without bail. Presumably, there'll be a trial at some point. Keep our eye on that one, too. But uh, the real story is convicting Arbery. Uh, first of all, he was at a construction site. They showed the video there. Second thing, Donald Trump, again, Trump said, well, we don't know what else was on the video. What was he doing before? In other words, was he involved in criminal activity? Now we have a video showing that Arbery was detained by police officers and tasered by them a few years before that. Now we have something else that he was arrested on a gun charge. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. I'm beginning to wonder, did he kill himself? Did he murder himself? I'm beginning to wonder, is he the one that is on trial? I'm beginning to wonder, is he the one convicted? Well, I got to tell you. Malcolm X said one thing, and we're going to be talking a little bit about him, a lot about Malcolm in a few minutes in a, in a big campaign in L.A. Malcolm X famously said that when you try to deal with young African-Americans, you always make the victim look like the criminal and the criminal make, look like the victim. I mean, that's an immortal line for the ages, and I have to tell you. 
Arbery, let's keep our eye on that. Now, in in back on racism a minute. Now, Franklin County, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio is there. Leroy, mm-hmm. Ohio State University, the Buckeyes, the tradition. You know, supposedly Columbus is a liberal town, college town. Well, the commissioners of Franklin County, of which Columbus is in, they declared racism a public health crisis. The first, well, actually not the first. Others have said something very similar. They had a series of resolutions after they had their board meeting saying that racism is a public health crisis. What did they base that on? Number one, they looked at COVID, the disproportionate number of deaths, African-Americans. That's been well documented. But even beyond that, the general malaise of health care, lack of treatment, lack of testing, lack of accessibility, affordability of health care in underserved, primarily black and Hispanic communities. Well, we already know that was what the Affordable Care Act was about, Obamacare, if you will, Mm -hmm. to try to deal with those gaping humongous, gargantuan, colossal disparities. Racism kills. It kills a lot of people. Well, then we had the Health and Human Services Secretary, Alex Azar, who issued us, who had a statement. I think he was being interviewed on CNN saying, one of the reasons we've had such a high COVID-related, keyword related death rate, is because Americans are in such poor health. They are bare. I mean, they're unhealthy. They eat too much. They eat wrong. They do every no exercise. We know that. They're overweight. The girth of America, not the birth of America, the girth of America. Basically, your poor health is killing you. There was an inference there that, of course, African-Americans have the poorest health of all for a lot of various reasons. So, therefore, was he engaged in stereotyping? Was he engaged in finger-pointing, blaming the victim? I don't think so. But the fact is, it did open up something. I'm tying that in with the uh, resolution declaring racism as a public health hazard from the Franklin County, Ohio commissioners. Something to be said for that. Here's a big $64 question. Coming out of COVID, coming out of everything with a great spotlight on disparities in health care, accessibility, treatment, and deaths. Not only that, illnesses and death as a result of that. What's going to be done about that? Will there be any public policy initiatives to deal with that? I don't know. I know what there should be. Let's keep our eye on that. Joe Biden is in hot water again, Leroy. Joe Biden said this in an interview with a black radio talk show host. Joe Biden said that this is toward the end of the interview. I mean, there was a wide ranging Mm. series of um, topics that they discussed. But then parenthetically, Biden said in a joking way, a jovial way, when the talk show host intimated that some blacks are supporting Donald Trump. Uh, Biden said, well, you ain't black. Not my lexicon, not my phraseology, not my bad grammar and bad English. You ain't black. That's right, Ricky. You ain't black if you're supporting Trump. That touched off a firestorm. On my Facebook page, I got to tell you, at last count, more than 300 (laughs) comments on that. Why? Because I said Joe was wrong. Joe was wrong on that. Come on, Joe. You know, I mean, we can we 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 already know about Trump. You know, we can go on all day about him, the high crimes, misdemeanors and what we know about this world class, (laughs) you know, guy that's sitting in there, world class, everything expletive you want to put and fill in the blank about him. And God knows there's been a lot put in the filled in the blanks about that. But the bottom line is, if you want to vote for Trump, I mean, that's your pride. That's your right. 
That's your privilege. That's the American way. You have the right to say and do what you want. It's a little thing called America, democracy, freedom of speech, expression. And we also have the right to criticize you. We also have the right to say you have the right to say what you want, and we have the right to say what we, we want about you. Mm. And we have the right to say you're wrong. You're, well, I won't get into the expletives, but you can fill them in. Huh? You've been listening to the Hutchinson Report podcast, Take of the Week. We'll be right back.